0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're
1: advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment
0: or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset.
2: Well, hey, everybody. I hope you are here today with a pad and paper or your iPad or something really cool to take notes because we've got some great information for you today. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. This is Marla Tabaka, and I hope that you've checked out Inc. today because we have a great resource over there, and we're going to continue to give you more information here on the show. So pull that up if you're sitting in front of your computer and just go to Inc. I c dot com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and check out our piece on LinkedIn and how to boost profits, maximize sales with LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is just one of the more uh, fabulous, fabulous social media platforms out there for business. And we're going to learn more about that today. You know, I learn something, at least something, probably lots of something's really fabulous. Every time I speak to our guests who I have known for some years. Now, Barbara Rezgoni founded Corey West Media in 1990. And as a Chicago-based strategic marketing consultant, her client list includes Fortune 500 companies, government agencies, nonprofits, and small businesses. Barbara also founded Chicago's Social Media Club, the chapter here in Chicago, in 2009. And GM and Chicago Nista recognized Barbara as one of Chicago's social media leaders And, you know, I have always thought that, too. I've known Barbara, as I said, for a number of years, and she's just been my go-to person for all things social media. So I'm so thrilled that she's here today. And you know what? Soho Magazine also featured Barbara as Chicago's social media maven, and NBC Chicago asked her to comment on social media. In the summer of 2010, Barb was honored to be featured, along with Chris Brogan and Brian Clark and other high shots of social media in Mitch Meyerson's book Success Secrets of Social Media Superstars and if you do go check out the ink column that we have up today you'll see a link to actually download Barb's chapter from that book absolutely free so Barb Rosgonia you have just been an idol for me all things social media in my opinion you're just you're one of the social media pioneers and, and I just love learning from you so thank you so much for being on the Million Dollar Mindset today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Marla. One of the things I love to do is share information, and help people out. So to me, this is just a, a wonderful opportunity. Thanks again. Oh,
2: well, you are so welcome. Really, the the privilege is all mine. And we um, we authored, you authored mostly the the eleven ways to maximize sales with LinkedIn, which is as I said over on Inc. Today, and and really for anyone listening, if you think you know it all about LinkedIn, well, guess what? I don't think there's anybody who knows it all, but Barbara certainly comes close and even expert users can squeeze out more productivity and sales with LinkedIn's ready-made tools and and tips from from Barbara but would you tell me why? Why is LinkedIn such such a hopping place in social media? What is it specifically about LinkedIn that word just seems to spread like wildfire over there? I mean, stuff happens over there. What is it? What sets it apart the way it does? Stand apart.
1: Well, LinkedIn is the place to do business, and let's face it, uh, most people do have a job, and a lot of people really like what they do. So. It's a career center, and it's, it's kind of like a virtual water cooler that you would have, if, even if you don't have an office that you go to. A lot of people work remotely now, so it's a place where you can really track and, and develop your professional life. You can connect with peers, and people, let's face it, they're more comfortable networking on a professional level on LinkedIn than they are on Facebook. You know, they can have more of a professionally polished presence on LinkedIn and on Facebook I always get questions like, oh, should I share that I write a Harley Davidson? I mean, things like that. You know, people are afraid to really let loose and be who they are. So that's one reason. And uh, I think the other thing is LinkedIn is making it a lot easier to share with tools like LinkedIn Today. I noticed that the article that we wrote is tracking and trending right now on, on several different channels on LinkedIn Today. And People like to go there and check in and and have a cup of coffee in the morning and just really see what's going on in their professional world. That's, to me, why it's so hot.
2: Mm-hmm. It is. And you bring up such a good point of being the virtual water cooler because, you know, how often do solo practitioners, solopreneurs who work from their home think about, okay, so maybe I don't miss corporate America, but I sure do miss that water cooler and the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can simulate that in your virtual relationships. I always say that some of my best friends are people I have never even met face to face. And uh, certainly LinkedIn, it seems like it's pretty easy to do
1: yeah it is you know and i think there are some ways you can make it even easier one of the things i do is when people send me an invitation most people send invitations that are just the the one line that linkedin gives you i'd like to add you to my professional network on linkedin something like that very basic so i always write back and say thanks so much good to know about you and your work with you know your company and what you do and then i offer if they have any if they have any questions i'll ple- i'll say please let me know if you have questions or you'd like to exchange ideas about and then i'll say content marketing social media linkedin or pr and if i know there's a group that i think they'd enjoy if they're in chicago i'll invite them to social media club and give them the link to the next event so many people reply and say oh thank you so much and it doesn't mm-hmm. take very long but that's an impression that that will remain with them for a while they remember you as a really friendly person so It's really easy to, you know, get get relationships off in a very friendly, warm, and welcoming direction. And then people will, when they're looking for someone to connect with, whether it's about information or a location, you'll be the one that comes to mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's such an important point. So many people send the generic invitations and they really are missing an opportunity there to leave an impression. And I love I'm with you. I always write back when somebody invites me, um, you know, thanking them for the invitation and asking them a question about themselves as well. And, uh, you know, just to give an example, I received um a uh, response to one of those this morning. Now I had sent this to this gal probably two weeks ago. I recall when she invited me to join her network and um, she wrote back saying she's so sorry she's in the midst of doing this Telesummit right now and it's really crazy but while wow, she looked at my profile and you know, I might be just the perfect fit to, to take part in, in uh, facilitating you know, a piece of this Telesummit. Well, what a great opportunity and all I had done was reach out to her and say thanks for the invitation. It looks like you've achieved some amazing things. I'd love to know more. Let's connect, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's one really important point that our listeners really uh need to pay attention to is is take advantage yeah so so barbara you also work i don't want to leave our listeners with the impression that you work strictly with linkedin tell us about the the different things that you do over there at uh, wired pr works and Corey west media
1: Sure, I'd love to. Well, what we really enjoy doing is working with companies to develop a marketing transformation for them. And the marketing transformations process is really 10 different steps that we use. I won't go through all of them on the call, but I'll tell you what we like to do. We like to step in and do a marketing audit right up front because, you know, business owners today are bombarded with opportunities to advertise or, you know, hire social media consultants or do printing. And so it's really tough. You know, sometimes we go in and just say, what what are you doing right now that works what doesn't work and we'll look at probably even two or three years of what their marketing efforts have looked like and really analyze the results we'll also look at their competition and probably the most fascinating thing for them and us is to see what their prospects see when they look for a company like theirs online so for example they may think that wow we have so many great word of mouth referrals we're doing wonderfully well but then when we look And the search engines and we see what people are finding when they're looking for that kind of company it doesn't match up they might be invisible so a lot of our best clients are people that are leaders in what they do but they might be the best-kept secret so our job is to really change that and take them from being the best-kept secret to being a company that stands out and is thought out on a 3d three-dimensional platform which is digital direct and dynamic And the digital, of course, would be anything that's on a screen, whether it's a website, it could be your mobile phone presence, it could be anything in social media. How do they see you on the screen? Then direct is how do you deal with people directly with sales or direct marketing. And then dynamic is is fascinating. That's the storytelling part of it. So what is really the heartbeat of the company? What's the culture? And we do work with companies to help them really uncover what their branding is and what it should be. It's, it's, you know, when you're inside a company, even a small company, it's kind of hard to see who you really are. So oh. bringing in someone else, I, I, I'm sure people on the on the show can relate to that in the audience. You know, you, you mm-hmm. think you know who you are, but we, we do like to find out by interviewing the clients. And, and sometimes we even develop an entire vocabulary that the client didn't even know existed. So it's a process that scales, it could be very slim or it could be very expansive depending on the size of the client and the budget, but what we leave them with is an accelerated marketing plan that really drives action in relationship to their business goals. So it's very strategic, it's very intentional, and it's it's, it's a commitment to really being very direct about what you want to do. And we find that the people who implement it are the ones who really do see big results.
2: I'm sure because there's just nothing more important than that plan and it's amazing. I work as you know mostly with women in business and you know women are busy being business owners, entrepreneurs but we're also being uh, busy being moms and wives and daughters and sisters and friends And, and we're out there making a lot of people happy and so the last thing to happen is often the plan and taking care of ourselves is in there too but we're going to go into break and When we come back, I'd love to talk more about that plan. And um, how you help people identify their message and their brand a little bit and uh, translate that into a system where they are getting into social media and using other marketing platforms on a regular basis to grow their business. Because it's just a fascinating area that a lot of people aren't paying enough attention to. So check out inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka.
3: do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartFilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on HeartFilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com.
0: Mark Lipinski is coming to TogiNet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on TogiNet.com creative mojo it's fun entertaining informative inspirational and illuminating lipinski has worked on such shows as oprah the view the joan river show and ricky lake he's busy but he's got the drive to share with creative mojo dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
2: And we're here today with speaker, author, and principal at Corey West Media, Barbara Rosgoni. And Barbara, going into break, we're talking about your direct your digital direct and dynamic method, and how you help identify your your customers identify their brand and, and their branding message and really create a plan to get out there and, and bring it to the public and you made a comment that it's just it strikes you know a chord even with me that it is so difficult to to really identify that when you're working from the inside out in your own company and so tell us a little bit about. If you could just kind of describe what a plan should look like, what should someone walk away with after working with you or working with another strategist so that they can really get their brand more visible?
1: Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot that goes into it to come up with the plan, you know, so uh, kind of to reverse engineer it. What we look at is we look at, you know, what's going on with the search engines for their industry, how are they performing. So that's kind of a technical part. To find out what's really going on with the brand, one of the exercises I love to do is to bring the team into the room, the executive team, and if it's a smaller business, it could just be two or three people, and ask them a couple of questions. What brands do you really like? What do you use yourself? And so, you know, it's always interesting to see what people like and why they use the brand. You know, one of the questions I'll ask people when I go to their offices is, you know, why did you choose Caribou instead of Starbucks today? You know, why do? You, what do you like about that brand? So, you know, they work independently and then they write down the name of the, the brand and the characteristics, just one word characteristics of what they like about the brand. And then I ask them what companies... Would you aspire to for your company? So do you like Apple because it's innovative? You know, they take the same exercise and apply it to companies that they would like to model. And then we have a discussion and see what kind of shakes out as far as commonalities among the group. It's one of the most fun exercises we do, and it's one that's really one of the most uh, revealing. So once we get there, we can go and... Um, talk to the clients of the of the company, we talk to some of their best customers, and, and it's great because we get uh, before and after stories, testimonials, there's a lot of content that can be created throughout this process. So we get the, the stories together. One client I had asked me to interview 42 of his customers, which was a really long project. Wow. Um, I know. But we developed the vocabulary for him based on what the, the, the clients were saying, so that was really interesting got a lot of stories that they didn't even know about you know and how their company interacted with their company which was great we've also done this for libraries so uh, and um, other groups other businesses you know so it's, it's not just a small company it could be a big company but it's a way to really get uh, uh, more of a profile of what that relationship is so we work on, on developing the relationships we look at the sales process path, which is everything from how do people find out about you to every single touch along the way. We look for missing pieces. If there are salespeople involved, and we like to make sure that everybody is using the same approach. I mean, you know, there's plenty of room for personality, but we want to make sure that the approach is um, the same. I had a, a client who wanted to see how their salespeople were doing, and the goal was I was not supposed to get a brochure sent in the mail. That was That was not supposed to happen. Well, two out of three times it did. The fourth one, I said, I don't think it's worth calling because I'm going to keep getting those brochures. So what we really want to do is look at all those touches. And so from there, we'll develop a communications foundation that really lets them know what their keywords are. We'll look at their messaging, their story, and really develop the components they need to use and be comfortable with throughout social media and all their marketing areas. So that's one thing we do. Mm -hmm. We do look at that sales process path and make sure that it's clear, that there are no blockages. We continually check and make sure that it can run smoothly. And then with the accelerated marketing plan, it's really, I call it like the cable TV guide. If you hit the menu button on your remote control, you can see what's coming up where. And it's really a series of layers. What I like about it is for companies who are a little larger, or even smaller ones, it gives you a template and a format and a system you can use. So no matter if you're doing it, ideally I wouldn't want an owner to, to be involved with this, but I'd want to have their communication manager do it, or if you have a VA, you can do that, or a whole department. But it's all set up and ready to go. And for one of the companies we worked with, it was great, because they did have some turnover, and so every time someone came in, it was, here's the document, it's going to tell you how to communicate. So to me, communications really drive a company. And on this, plan, what you'll see is we like to have an an educational and editorial calendar that's going to talk about how you're going to educate your community, how you're going to inform them, entertain them, and that'll be in your calendar. It's great if you have a theme of the month because that ties everything together and and gives it a little bit more push. And from there, we look at what kind of messages are you going to write, if it's going to be a blog post, which we advocate everyone should have a blog, let's say you need 12 Blog posts a month because we do have different levels, and I'll get to that in a minute. But let's say that we have 12 blog posts a month, you need those, and what are you gonna, your social updates going to be? We'll have those in there. Are you going to do any direct mail? And it's really just um, a dashboard for all the communications that happens in the company. So and it's, it's timed by, you know, if it could be uh, weekly, two times a day, if it's social media, and then also by responsibility. So is it someone who's going to be in marketing? Is it going to be your social media manager who's going to do this? And you've got a, an overlay, you know, everything that's going to happen. And it sets up such a comfort level because all the information can be approved ahead of time. So legal is not going to be coming back saying, oh, we didn't say you could say that. Um, it's going to be edited, and that's great. So that's one piece of it. That's what you're going to be sending out. The big piece that's open is the serendipity and what's going to be coming back in. You know, so that would be another layer. We look at how are we going to build communities, how are we going to connect with people that can uh, help you bring in business, or maybe if you're a local business, just who do you need to be in touch with, and how can you help co-promote what they're doing. So we look at that as well, and then just how do you respond to comments? So. It it sounds very complicated and intricate. It's really not. It's pretty simplistic once you lay it all out. People, that's when the aha moment comes. They get it, you know.
3: So
2: that's. Good. It sounds it sounds very robust, but as soon as I hear you say the word dashboard, I'm absolutely in love with it because to me that's just such a, a great way. If you have all of these pieces, all these components together and synthesized and and mm-hmm. um, you know, scheduled and everything, it just makes sense out of something. I mean, let's face it, marketing can be sort of um, intangible, you know, and mm-hmm. so to have that dashboard and have this plan help something like that just make so much more sense, something you can actually wrap your your mind around and make it happen. So wow,
1: it is that's complex, but it's uh, it's exciting. (laughs) Well, yeah, it is, you know, and when we present the accelerated marketing plan, no client is gonna want to do everything all at once. But what they do love is we'll look at different overlays. We'll have a layer for how we're going to uh, approach prospects, what we're going to do with existing clients, how we're going to approach the media. So there are even different channels. If you think of it like, an, you know, as a the cable TV guys, what network are you trying to get to? So we have that uh, in there as well. I guess mm-hmm. the one path that's really important to me is public relations, and a lot of marketing people just forget about public relations, but we've had great success with PR, and we don't look at really – Talking to the traditional media that much, I mean, if we get to them, that's great. But even using programs like PRWeb to send out press releases is is wonderful because you do get the SEO benefit, the distribution is incredible, and you get a lot of backlinks to your site. So we use a lot of different methods, and I am a student of Glazer Kennedy. I'm a member of the GKIC Insider Circle. And we talk about direct marketing a lot. And one thing Dan Kennedy says is take massive action. And and really that's the secret to success in marketing is to do a lot of things at once. So that's what we help people do is figure out how to do a lot of things at once in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. And it is uh, a way that can be budgetable. You know, you do have to be up front. You know, people do have to invest money if they want to make money. It's not, I do have some yeah. ideas that are like guerrilla and free. But I really feel like people have to have a commitment to their company if they want it
2: to do well. Yeah, most definitely. It does take money to make money. But one of the things that I love about social media and for business to business, especially LinkedIn, is that it doesn't have to cost you anything but time or somebody to actually uh, put your plan together and and implement your strategy. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about uh, choosing your your primary social media platform. Um, what is your belief system behind how a small, you know, I think most of listeners here are probably smaller companies and, and a lot of solopreneurs. How does a small company choose the platform that they're going to devote the most, most time to?
1: Well, I would say the first one I recommend is LinkedIn. I would recommend getting that set up, spend your initial time anyway, getting LinkedIn set up the way you want For your personal profile which is important but then also they have great company profile options on LinkedIn now and I know you and I worked on an article about that and there's a link in the article today so you can go find out more information but I would say make sure that you're set up on LinkedIn it's great for prospecting it's a really good way to represent your business some businesses are going to want to be on Facebook some are going to be on Twitter not that many are rushing to Google Plus although it has great search benefits and that might change but uh, my base, basic guideline here is where your customers are is where you need to be. So one easy way to find out is to survey and ask them. Another easy way is to look at what your competition is doing. And if you check out your competition, you see they're doing great on Twitter. Now, granted, you're not going to see what kind of contracts or sales are bringing in, but you can see do they have people interacting with them, you know? Uh, are they popular? Do they have followers, you know? So evaluate what's going on inside your your industry your location your business um, segment and just see what's happening Facebook is another way now that they changed and I know you probably everybody probably knows this but last week they allowed companies and brands to have pages that have a nice cover photo and there's a lot you can do we're working with our clients now to really backfill these Facebook pages because now you can have history you can have um, a way to talk to people, we're finding that notes work really well on Facebook. And, yes, there's not a lot of money to put into this. I mean, upfront, front, let's be run ads on Facebook or LinkedIn. But there is a lot of time, and time is money. You know, mm-hmm. so we really want to make sure that every single thing we do aligns with the business goals.
2: Wow, Barbara, we're going to go into break in just a few seconds. When we come back, um, that's a fantastic point. I'd also like to talk more about the points that uh, you made in this wonderful article over at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka, 11 Ways to Maximize Sales with LinkedIn. We'll be back in just a few seconds with Barbara Rosgoni, founder of Corey West Media.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tobacca. and we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Togenet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on TogiNet.com. Ready for the most current feel good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle, and sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2 1 Central on TogiNet.com. Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio, plus your chance to win great prizes all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intricasso, check out her website, introink.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on TogiNet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka.
2: And I can't believe that this show is already halfway through. It's, it's always so much fun getting information like this from such fabulous experts like Barbara. And Barbara does some wonderful trainings that you can look into. And I posted the link to her trainings right here on TogiNet on uh, today's show posting. So if you simply go to navigate back to the Million Dollar Mindset and this article about today's show, you'll see the direct link to learn more. About All of Barbara's wonderful, wonderful offerings, and they are certainly worth it. Also, make sure to check out our article over on Inc. And if you just go to Inc.com and and, uh, Google Marla Tabaka, you'll find all of our articles, including uh, today, 11 Ways to Maximize Sales with LinkedIn. And certainly, Barbara, there are just tons and tons of opportunities out there. And one of the first opportunities, uh, we talked about not missing that opportunity Uh, in the invitation itself, in how you invite people, as well as how you respond to people's invitations. Another opportunity, if you don't have a company page is, uh, well, this applies to the company page too, but um, is in your profile. And in the keywords you mentioned in your strategic work that you do with your clients, you mentioned keywords several times and how important those keywords are. Um, So tell us a little bit about how we can better utilize the different areas of our profile to make it very keyword rich so that people can find us easily easier.
1: Sure. Well, there's a few places where you want to use keywords, but before we get to those, let's talk about just a minute, uh, just for a minute about what a keyword is. And a keyword is a search term that people would use to find you, your company, or your services. So, for example, mm-hmm. if it would be, um, let's say, um, executive coaching, and it could be your, your town that you're in. And it could also be a certification, an industry that you're involved in. So you want to make a list of keywords that you're going to use in several places. And one is your professional headline. Everywhere you go on LinkedIn, there's a headline that follows you. And you have 120 characters now to type in what that's going to be. You don't want it to look too clunky and keyword heavy. I've seen a lot of people do this, and it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like <laughs> there's all these things in there, and it's like, oh. There's a lot. So uh, there's kind of a balance. You want to have something in there. But if you just have like manager, you know, so what? That doesn't really mean anything, you know, or if you have owner, so what, you know? So you really want to be somewhat specific about what you do. So the professional headline is one place. Another place would be in your skills. You can check out if you're not sure exactly what keywords you want to use. Look in your look in the skills section on LinkedIn because it will give you an idea. So for instance, if you have accounting, let's say you're a, a small business accountant, you can check accounting and then it'll have related skills that go along with accounting, like maybe bookkeeping that people would be looking for. So that'll give you an idea. You want to bring the skills in. And then for each one of your jobs that you have, you want to make sure that you have the keyword in the title. So, If, uh, you know, if you're the owner, if you have the name of your company, like mine is Corey West Media, which is great, but there's no keywords in it, you know. So you would change it maybe to uh, Corey West Media Social Media Marketing Services. You know, you want to add in what your services are to the name, and then in the description you want to use them as well. Then to check and see after you make these changes, you should move up in the search engine rankings very quickly. But if you want to check and see before and after, Search for something. Let's go back to saying that um, you're looking for, uh, let's say, accountant for dentists. Let's say that's what you're going to do. So you type in accountant for dentists. You see who pops up, and maybe you're not there at all. But if you make these changes, and in your professional headline you say accounting for dentists, and then you make sure that you work that in all your keywords with your skills and then with your descriptions for your job, then you go back in and you type that in and see what happens, you'll see that your position has risen up. And the goal is to be on page one of the search results if you can.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And choosing those keywords can be a little tricky. I was having this conversation the other day with somebody. Uh, we were talking about SEO, search engine optimization. And and we were saying, you know, some people actually search. Um, in, in my case, for instance, a lot of the women that, that I would love to coach don't even know that they need or want to coach when they go into mm-hmm. do searches. And so they might be searching under the problem. So I just keyed in um, business coach for women on LinkedIn. And here I I am on the first page out of you know 37,000 results so I'm really happy with that but but how you know how do we figure out if uh, if these women would even be using that term rather than um, you know how to make money in business
1: (laughs) well congratulations first of all Marla that's wonderful you're on page one good and you know you're so right you have to really think of yourself as a problem solver and think about what problem am i solving you know Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of problems out there that you don't even know you're Mm -hmm. fixing sometimes i think you know so we're back to this this marketing plan where you call your clients and you say, what problems or what pain do I solve for you? You know, mm-hmm. what do you, what, what kind of pain are they in when they come to you? When they come to me, they don't have any visibility. Their competition is beating them down. They're spending way too much money on marketing, you know. So there's a lot of pain they want me to solve. And it's really kind of uh, going through and doing an assessment like a doctor would and saying, where do you hurt? How can we fix that? You know, so how are you really helping people? So, Maybe if you're doing business coaching for women, most of the people I think you work with are business owners, right?
2: Right, right, absolutely.
1: Right. So, you know, it could be, um, you know, how to have a more profitable business or make more money, as you said. You know, what are the problems that women run into? And I think, you know, delegation is a problem, Um, just being focused on goals. I mean, you could run through the list better than I can, but how do you really – Position yourself that way, and when you tell people I solve problems, all of a sudden they're like, "Can you help me out?"
2: Yeah.
3: You know.
1: But if you say I coach people, they're like, "Okay, uh, can you pass the salt?" You know. But if you say I can, I can help you. I can fix your problems. They're like, "Wow." So.
2: Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that. Thank you. What do I owe you, Barbara?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so happy to be on this show. You know, that's more than enough, and it it's so cool. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. And, you know, your 11 tips today over on Inc. are, of course, just fabulous. And my very favorite one, I'm going to go right down to my favorite one. And I said this when I wrote the article, too. My favorite one, because I never even thought of this, was number 10, which is export to email. Manage your uh-huh. connections by exporting your list every quarter. Merge the contacts into your customer database. Start with a newsletter and uh, or add to your current list by inviting your connections to subscribe now I would not have even thought of doing that that's just a fabulous tip
1: Thank you <laughs> you're welcome I have not done it yet but I know it's a good tip um, <laughs> Here's what I would like to recommend though if people do that and I do think I do think it's a great idea because you've got people all over the world that are following you and you know I got a LinkedIn connection over the weekend and I, I wrote back to this person she wrote back and she said I've been following you for a long time and I'm like oh really you know? Well, especially if you offer something that these people are interested in, and then they, you know, you're really kind of doing it just them a disservice to not tell them what it is. You know, so it is a great idea. I would caution you to use a double opt-in service. I know there's a lot of email services out there that say, oh, you know what? If you put your name on there, then that if you put their name on there, that's okay. They can always take their name off. I don't really like that approach because no. I feel bad about asking to take my name off and. Uh, so sometimes what I do is I, I have this alias where I change my email address, but it really goes to a file where all the emails that I didn't sign up for go. And it's kind of cool to go back and look like if you're looking for headlines or if you really do want to see what that person said, it's okay, but it moves it out of my main box because otherwise, you know, you get inundated. But um, if you have something really good to offer, then, you know, tell people about it and, let them know. If, they, if you ask them if they want to subscribe, then they, if they click the link, great. If they don't click the link, you don't have to bother them again.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. And you're right about that double opt-in because you do feel bad when you unsubscribe. And so, you know, I'm like you. Know, I sit here and I suffer and I just click through and erase things because I think, oh, she, she knows me. She's going to be horrible in my unsubscribe. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And another one well I loved all these points but another one I wanted to go over today was requesting recommendations and referrals and you know I always kind of shied away from that until recently somebody gave me a nudge to go out and ask for recommendations on LinkedIn and I'll tell you it, it achieved so many things I mean first of all it's just it, it's really good for people to go there if they're considering you know contacting me for a session or or to get to know me or whatever them to see that. But it helped me in my marketing because now I'm able to go through and do a little bit of what you were talking about earlier and really see what people, what my, my clients and my past clients have seen as my strong suits, you know, and my strengths and uh, what problems I may have solved for them. So that has just been a phenomenal exercise for me.
1: Yeah, it's really gratifying. I know I've had people write me recommendations and almost bring tears to my eyes because, you know, Uh you you do work yourself and you're like, okay, that was all right. But unless you really know what other people think of you, then it is really hard to appreciate who you are. So I would recommend people just ask. And I do have to give you a tip I got over the weekend. I saw someone and I've done LinkedIn training for their firm and I said, can you write me a recommendation on LinkedIn? And they said, sure, send me the, the link. And I said, okay. And then they came back to me and they said, Would you write it and then send it over? Uh (laughs) I said, well, I could. And they said, well, no, really, we'll edit it. But, you know, I think that's a good idea. You can give them a start and just say, what do you, and I always say this to people too, and they say, will you recommend me? I'll say, what do you want me to say? And it's not that I want them to write it for me, but I want to make sure that I really support who they are. And a lot of times people have different tangents. Maybe you worked with them on a volunteer Um, Project, or or maybe you know you work with them when they were realtor and now they're doing investment banking. You know, so what you really want to do is make sure that you think with what they want, and you can always edit them if you don't like what they say about you, or um, just deny the request too if people request a recommendation. Some people I love their their sense of you know adventure. They ask me to refer recommend them, and I have only become their friend on LinkedIn. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably yeah that's gonna be our next article Barbara
2: um so, uh, there's number ten things not to do on LinkedIn if you want to keep and maintain your relationships we're gonna yeah, go in, uh, we're gonna go into another break and come back and talk about that and recommendations a little more when we get back Barbara tell people where they can find you online
1: I'm on Wired PR Works that's my uh, site it's W I R E D works wiredprworks.com
2: and you'll find some great posts there some really informational stuff there uh written by barbara rasgoni and we'll be back from this break in just a few minutes so meanwhile make sure and go check out on toginet on the million dollar mindset show the link to barbara's fabulous training offerings we'll be right back
3: as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure.
0: get your woohoo on from business and branding to babies best-selling books and personal breakthroughs then it's time to tune in to woohoo radio love life business and the pursuit of happiness with your host lisa steadman wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m central on toginet.com using her signature blend of inspiration motivation and kick-butt action best-selling author and chief woohoo woman lisa steadman wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love life business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website lisa.stedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness Wednesday afternoons through 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
2: And we're here today with LinkedIn and just social media marketing PR maven, Barbara Rosconi. And Barbara, going into break, we are talking about uh, the what-nots to do on LinkedIn, and that certainly is a biggie. Um, do, do you have one more favorite what-not to do before we move to, move on to groups? Because I have some questions there. <laughs>
1: yeah, Yeah, I have a, a real quick one. Uh, If you have a profile without a picture, please put one up because profiles without pictures don't rank as highly in LinkedIn search. And they don't really display who you are, you know. So that would be one. Do not, you know, do not have a profile without a picture. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is really important. You know, it's just like on those dating sites. Everybody wants to see who they're t- chatting with, right? So, and, and just
1: like on the dating sites, make sure it looks like who you are, you know. Yeah, because there are a lot of people. Picture. You know, <laughs> a lot of people will say, "Should I use a picture that I took like ten or fifteen years ago?" And I'll say, "Well, uh, no, you know," or. Or I had this one woman who is, you know, she's really beautiful in one of my classes, and she, she has a picture of her Labrador retriever. And I said, well, I'm sure he's really cute, but I think, you are going to be hiring you, not your dog. So, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that could be a little scary, especially on LinkedIn. Absolutely. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. so so let's talk groups, and I'm I'm, I'm going to reveal here one of what of my um, more curious thoughts about groups. You know, I've I've been a little more proactive lately about joining groups that I think, wow, you know, this this is uh, these are the people I want to chat with. I can. so on and so forth, but what I'm finding in, in most of the groups that I've chosen, and maybe I'm just choosing the wrong groups, is that all people are really doing is is posting their, their articles and their blog posts, and um, there's just not a whole lot of conversation around them. Um, am I choosing poorly, or am I missing the whole point, Barbara?
1: Well, I think what you're mentioning and is what you're noticing is happening a lot in a lot of groups because people who write blogs have this um, system where they just update everything to every group that they're in and that's why they're in groups. And it's a good strategy. I mean, if you're in groups, let's say you can, you can join up to 50 groups. So if every group has a thousand, some of them will have more. But if all 50 groups allow you to post that, that article, then that goes out to 50,000 more people. So I think it's a good strategy, but with um, some discretion. You know, if you if you link your very best article of the week or something, maybe that's okay. But I know with Social Media Club Chicago, we've had people who will just post constantly, like three or four times a day. So they're blocked, you know, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. you're out. People who post their own events, they're out. But what I do find in groups that work is to ask a question and ask people what's on their mind, ask for help. It's kind of like the answer section on LinkedIn, you know, it gets people intrigued. People love to answer questions, and you'll see some self-promotion there too. But it's a way to really generate some discussion. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing is to be the person if no one in the group has asked yet, what's your Twitter handle, what's your Facebook page, let's exchange with each other. And that's a feel-good, give-back kind of strategy that people like. So um, you're right, though. I mean, there's a lot of sifting to go through all those posts, and some of them are fantastic. But you know, it, it's it's almost like having a, a new site within a group anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of work, especially. I mean, my goodness, I couldn't imagine managing 50 groups. <laughs> no way. Um, what is your strategy for that? Now, I'm I get the digest, um, but. Is Even that feels a little overwhelming to me, getting the digests because you might get three or four of them a day per group. Um, do you do that, or do you just make sure and visit the groups periodically and, and uh, do whatever you're going to do there?
1: <laughs> well, you're right. And, you know, one of the biggest complaints I get from people, especially people who are in control or in charge of their company, is they hate the LinkedIn emails. There's just too many of them. So... It's usually because of groups. You know, if you don't change your settings, then you are going to be inundated with updates. So what you want to do is set them to be, if you want it to be a weekly digest, you can do that. If it's a group that you really want to follow carefully, maybe daily would be good. But what I like to do is go to the groups tab on LinkedIn, and the first uh, option there is your group. And your groups will pop up and it will tell you how many discussions are going on. So I'm looking at it right now. I can see how many new people have joined the group. Well, for the ones that I manage, Um, how many comments are going on. And you know what, honestly, out of 50, there's not a whole lot of activity going on in probably half of them. Hmm. So it's a quick way to zip through and say, well, oh, well, there's nothing going on. Oh, that one has like 26 conversations. Oh, here's one with 224. What are people talking about there? So if you're looking to get visibility in a group, that's what you want to do is go through and see, where, you know, what's, what's happening. It's kind of like if you're driving around town looking for a place to go to a restaurant on a Friday night. You know, if there's a place that's packed and there's like one parking spot left, either the food's really good or people just really like it there, there's a great atmosphere. And then if you dive down the street and there's, then there's another one where, where you know you could get in right away, but there's only two cars, which one are you going to mm-hmm. go to?
2: Right, right, you know? exactly. Yeah, you can gain a lot of visibility here, and uh, just going. I mean, I've had instances where where people have contacted me through the you know LinkedIn mail and and said, you know, I've I've followed you. You've you seem to have some great uh, insights on X, Y, and Z. Would you mind talking to me about A, B, and C? You know, which is awesome. So it does it does certainly pay off after a while. So right. what are, yeah, what are some of the important, we've got about eight minutes left to the show. Um, it's going so fast. What are some of the important points that we need to cover yet today for people?
1: Well, um, you know, I think probably one of the things I like to talk about is what is your content marketing strategy going to be?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: kind of like, uh, you know, it's not something that people really think about that much, you know, and it's they think about, LinkedIn, they just want to put up a profile, and a lot of people say LinkedIn doesn't work for me, and there was just a study out that says that 63% of B2B businesses really don't get much out of social media. Well, the reason I think that is, is because they don't have a content marketing strategy. You know, they just put up a profile, and no, it's not going to work. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't higher, actually. So what you Mm -hmm. want to do, is, especially as a small business owner or solo entrepreneur, is to really... Think about what you have to offer and what you want to lead in. So be focused. You know, diversity is a a great value. It's one of my core values. But honestly, the more focused and targeted you can be on that niche, the more successful you're going to be. And if you stand out as a person who really owns it or has a great deal to contribute, then it's so much easier. So for example, if you're going to go to fitness clubs or veterinarians or florists, those are all really different markets. You know, so maybe even for like 30 days or so, you want to focus on one of those markets and and see what is um, going on and what those people are interested in. And this also follows along with all the different uh, ideas we had in that article, you know, is is how are you really going to prospect and who are you going to look for? So once you know who that person is and you've got that model built in your mind, I even say that in the article, you know, you need a couple different models, then think about what they would like to read. And you might even want to think about what magazines they would like to read that's something dan kennedy talks about you know um maybe there are people who really love car magazines or they might love fishing or i was watching WTTW last night and it was like every commercial was for travel <laughs> like okay no. everyone who watches this channel loves to travel so i'm bringing that in as a tangent because it's not all about business you want to have some kind of entertainment and some kind of interest human interest that goes along with what you update So your content strategy is going to be, first of all, what do you want people to know and learn about you and your business? So that's one thing. What are you going to contribute to the community in terms of professional knowledge? You know, how are you going to help them advance their knowledge, solve their problems on a bit-by-bit basis? And the third part would be, you know, how are you going to add some color commentary? And if you're on LinkedIn, one of the easy ways to do it is travel. A lot of people travel, you know, or Mm -hmm. if you're in one of these local groups, And, you know, you're with your Chamber of Commerce, so your business is really local. Then how are you going to support the other local businesses? So you really have to think of yourself as uh, like a producer or an editor, you know. How are you going to produce the show? How are you going to edit what you get out to people to see? And how are you really going to connect your business's goals with what your content strategy is going to be?
2: i like that i like that a producer that's a that's a great analogy let's talk a little bit about questions and answers on linkedin and um i i like utilizing the question and answers for to find uh sources for my articles for ink and and you know even for this podcast and people are very generous with their knowledge over there and uh You know, of course, we've noticed that anyone who's used them uh, has noticed that people love to be cited for having had the best answer, and, you know, it helps them to establish themselves as an expert. Tell us a little bit about the value there.
1: Well, if you're the best uh, person who answers the most questions and gets the highest and the best answer category, that's fantastic. I always qualify that because the people who are going to be at the top of the category I probably answered you know hundreds of questions but if you look down like the third or fourth or fifth person maybe it only takes 30 or 40 questions to be the best answer leader at the third or fourth position and to get a best answer what happens is the person who asked the question has the ability to say that one person answered the question best and so it's all up to the person who asked the question and when they do that then you get uh, like a star in your profile that says answered so many questions and you're the best answer person in these categories. And it'll tell, you, tell the people who look at your profile what categories you're in. So it gives you some visibility. It's, it's um, you know, a little bit of an edge. If you really are deliberate about it and you really want to be a leader, then, you know, that can give you huge visibility and huge opportunity because when people go to LinkedIn and look in the, in the questions and answers category and if your name pops up, then, you know, they're going to want to know what you have
2: to say. Yeah, it sounds like it's well worth, well worth the effort. So, Barbara, we have about a minute left in the show. Uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with and also, again, remind them where they can find you?
1: Oh, sure. Well, what I'd like to encourage everyone to do is really to be confident about who you are and to really think about LinkedIn as people. It's not just you and a screen. There's someone on the other side of the screen, too. And you want to really think about this as interaction with live folks. I know that's hard because it all seems virtual, but, you know, there's some ways you can do this. If you're going to an event, ask in in the event section who else is going to be there and meet them in person. So take opportunities to really get to know people. And if you have questions or if you'd like to exchange information, my site is wiredprworks.com. You can also find me on Twitter at WiredPRWorks. I'm on Facebook at WirepearWorks, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of my digital brand. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, My blog has about, well, it's got over 900 articles. I'm not sure exactly how many, but I've been writing it since 2006. So if you go there and you don't see what you're looking for, just feel free to send me an email or ask me a question, and I'd be happy to help you out because one of my goals in life is to really help people clear the confusion and lead them on the path to who they really want to be and, and who their who their clients see them as who they are. So that everybody and wins and everybody makes more money.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Barbara Scogne. We will see you back here, I hope. And join us next week with Facebook expert Jim Lupkin. This is Marla Tabaka. Have a fantastic week.